Welcome to WP Tonic, episode eight. We're back here with WP Tonic. We just did a nice timelines of success.com interview, but this is really the nuts and bolts we're going to get into. It's our weekly show with Jonathan all about WordPress and that type of work. It's mostly WordPress, but it's actually how WordPress hooks into the business community and how you can apply WordPress too. So I'm really looking forward to listening to both you and Jonathan, and I will step back and let you guys go at it. All right then, uh, it's my great joy to introduce to the audience, it's um, Spencer Forum, the evil genius. So how are you doing, Spencer? Hello, it's Spence. <laughs> I love you wanted me to say that. Good morning. Oh, you cut me up, Spence. Um, so, Spence, you, um, your present um, online business, you, you've gone into uh, web design training and you're big into WordPress. And um, I get your week, um, your daily email and it's video and um, it's always entertaining. So I thought I'd have you on the show because you're on the sharp end of training of dealing with freelancers and um i thought what do you to start off the interview what do you think are a couple of the basic challenges and the biggest and the biggest mistakes that a lot of freelancers people trying to make a living out of wordpress and web design make the biggest mistakes or the three biggest mistakes a couple okay um i think number one is not having a focus on where you want to go at the end. It's uh, the shiny ball syndrome. As an entrepreneur, and we were just talking uh, with Bill about this, the idea is that many people come in and are just captivated with how much is possible once you start using WordPress and all the uh, accessory plugins and the themes and uh, add-ons. It's literally the most wonderful toy store in the world. But if you don't understand what your end goal is, you could be one of those people that just spends endless amount of hours tinkering, and yet the most money-making opportunity you have could be right in front of you with just a few simple t tools. So number one is understanding where you want to go. And another mistake I see is that people um, are afraid of learning the effective basics of WordPress under the hood, and yet ironically, and that's one of the reasons we've had such good luck teaching, um, once you learn some basic, basic mechanical stuff, you can really accomplish a lot, almost as much as a professional developer would, because WordPress already has invented many of the components. I use the metaphor of Lego blocks. The three, I have a three-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and basically they all use Legos, but the three-year-old uses the big ones, and the 13-year-old does, you know, Mindstorm computer robots. You know, the guys at the web, uh, at the mall do these eight-foot snowmen at Christmas, and if you're using WordPress, you could be starting out with like the three-year-old level, the big blocks, or you could go all the way up to building eight-foot snowmen. It's just understanding under the hood how to make that happen. And anyway, long answer, but people get uh, intimidated to say, hey, I don't know PHP. I don't know CSS. I don't know how to develop. It's not necessary. Um, I, I agree with you to some extent, and some extent I don't agree with you. It's a balance. Um, what I like about you is that you've got a very positive, but you're very down to earth attitude. And um, I, I, I know a lot of people in the WordPress community. And one of the great things about the WordPress com development community and the WordCamps, and I run, I help 
run Reno, the WordPress Reno meetup. Um, is it's a great community, um, but um, <clears throat> that you they are a group of I call snobbish programmers okay. that your your only worth is um, your technical ability with PHP, and I'm not. I never got into web design development to become a, a top-end PHP engineer. Uh, I got in because I like design and I like business. Um, so they don't quite know what to make of me, Spence, some, sometimes. Hey, Spencer, this is Bill, too. I'm listening in. If ever you need me to slap Jonathan, just just yell and I'll slap him for you. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he really brings up a good point, which is I think we actually are on the same page about that because – one of the fundamentals I teach is that I came into the WordPress world not as a developer. I had a technical partner at the time, and I was really always limited because he had to code things independently on that outside platform. And even with a framework like Symfony and other things, it was always one arm's length outside of my reach. And so when we came into WordPress and I had to do things from scratch, I was forced into a situation of learning what's really the core stuff that is important to get the goal accomplished. And in doing that, I realized the 80-20 rule kicks in. Uh, you can accomplish 80% of the value of what you want to sell or what you want to do in WordPress with 20% of the knowledge. And that's how we teach it at 1WDTV now is that we don't tell people you have to go through a year course and learn all this stuff in order to make your first dollar. We say, we're going to show you five low-hanging pain points that people in WordPress are experiencing today and their potential clients and how to fix those and solve those even if you've never done anything technical before yeah i do like your approach because um i've actually um been on some of your web webinars on friday and they are very good spence um i just yeah um i just our audience for wp tonic is the kind of small business median owner that's knocking up a few wordpress sites themselves the kind of lower media medium end web designer developer the kind of graphic designer that's getting into wordpress that's what i see my audience being so i thought you'd be a very good guest um so um but I have a duality about WordPress. I've got, I got to admit it, Spencer. Um, I love it. But also, I think it's totally commoditized web design. Um, and I, I had one major client two months ago who I, in the end, I had to sack Spencer. I had to politely <laughs> find them somebody. Because they kept turning around to me in this enormously complex membership e-commerce website. And they kept saying to me, but Jonathan, it's only WordPress. And in the end, I just wanted to headbutt them, Spencer. So what's your feelings about WordPress? You know, is it a duality? Is it a blessing, but also a curse at the same breath? I really agree with you wholeheartedly, and I'll put my own spin on it because I use the word democratization. Technology, which I love, has made it possible for people to do things without the barrier of either a degree or the barrier of expensive hardware. And I was explaining with Bill about how being a video fan, that's how I got into doing software stuff, that I wanted to do more with sharing my online trike flying videos. 
And at the time, to make a trike flying video required very expensive equipment, and HD was amazingly expensive and complicated. Once that all changed, all of a sudden, it's very hard for videographers or photographers to justify to their client why they're going to charge them tens of thousands of dollars when, you know, cousin Billy's got an iPhone and he can post it up onto YouTube at the end of the, the wedding for free. And that's same, similar democratization uh, happening with WordPress where if your client is of the mindset that you're basically working as a, a wage slave for them, then the solution is actually very similar to what you said is we'd say fire them or leave them. You say sack them. It's the same result. You can't compete with a client's mentality that believes you're doing nothing of value. And just like a photographer today can't compete with a, a person that thinks, you know, hey, take some pictures, give me the, the, you know, the thumb drive and be done with you. Um, you have to go about figuring out, well, what can I do that represents the real value of my particular talent? And yet the clients can see that and can't or have no reason to think about going around it. Yeah, I, I think I totally agree with you. Um, but I, my own spin on it, it's, it's not the size of client. There's a lot of talk, you know, you've got to work your way up the feed chain and you end up with bigger, um, large corporate clients or medium-sized clients. And but the problem is with that is you can end up with product projects that go on forever and they, they don't like paying you that quick either. And you just want to get the thing done because it's totally taken over your life. But I don't think it's size of client. I think it's attitude. If the client sees what you're doing as just an expense, I think you've got a problem. If they see what you're doing with, with them as an investment, it's a totally different attitude. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, I don't do any corporate work, so I am definitely of the mindset that my clients as a freelancer and what I teach my clients as students, I should say, at 1WDTV is to find individuals because th there are those who do well doing B2C, but for me, um, I'm sorry, B2B, from my mindset, you're better off finding newbies on WordPress that are entrepreneurs or just getting started with their own website for some maybe business motive and the reason is that they don't know enough to be dangerous and they're not spending other people's money they're spending their own because ultimately what you're selling them is a relationship with you being their trusted resource it really has nothing to do with what you're using to deliver the solution and your earlier example about a person who was enough of a wise guy to say to you well wordpress is just open source software that's the first hint to you that you should not waste any more time on that person. Because like in dating, if you were to meet somebody very nice at a social event or a bar and you wanted to have a relationship with you, if the first thing they said to you was something off-puttish like, you know, you're, you're blonde hair and you wear patent leather shoes, I can't really ever be with you. Uh, that's a, a warning sign that, or better yet, like if they're very naughty with the waiter or very rude that's how they're going to be treating you down the road and in the same way a client that doesn't value what their pain solution is worth that you can deliver or having you at their service there's no point in going on because it's always going to be that struggle so picking and choosing is a big part of success with any freelancer and especially with wordpress ironically 
in my case, I turn the open source on its head and use it as a sales advantage because coming from a platform that was uh, closed in the early days, we had six to 8,000 customers that were left out in the cold when that platform decided to shut them and us off. I think that's a really powerful, that's one of the reasons why I asked you on this show, Spence, is that I think what you've just said is a warning and a powerful metaphor because there, you know, there's a number of private that now VC powered, uh, financed. I won't name them. There's about three to four that provide a wiki whiz and they provide the whole platform and the hosting and they allow you to build reasonably well, not truly complicated, but but. I cringe when people say that they're utilizing them based on your own experience. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point is that I'm very outspoken and I'm on record for all of this stuff back in the day. It was in 2006 and seven and eight, but really in eight. But WordPress as a sales advantage, you can very simply say to them, look, my whole goal is to be a resource to solve your problems, but I'm delivering you something that A, doesn't require you to find me in the future and look through my spaghetti code. B, you can have tens of thousands of people, anyone in any country of the world, help you in the future. And C, we're building with Lego blocks, which means that you yourself may one day decide to get a little more active, but even if you don't, it's simple enough for you to know what you want to snap in and snap out because these are predefined things. And that's so different than somebody who builds a custom solution using Ruby on Rails or, you know, Symfony Framework or anything else. Those are really reliant upon the developer and their architecture. WordPress is not. And that means that you're being really honest with somebody in a way that I think raises the trust and lowers the barrier as compared with somebody who says, you know, I'm a wedding photographer and my pictures are so awesome because look at the pixelation inside of the raw file. Somebody's going to look at you like, what? But if you say to them, hey, I'm going to be the best photographer because I'm going to hand you over all of your wedding pictures on a thumb drive and it's a great deal, it's a great price. But what I'm really about is if you ever have any other family stuff, call me on short notice. Here's my personal phone number. You can reach me on Sunday nights. And, you know, if you have a friend, I'll give you a freebie. In other words, you're selling the fact that you know the tools are no longer the issue. And you're selling the relationship just like, well, why do you go back to the same person to cut your hair or clean your teeth or, you know, have a burrito made for you? It's because you know and trust and rely on that person himself or herself, not because, well, you know, the, the dentals, dentist tools are so much better. Yeah, you're one of the few individuals um, that tries to calm the madness to some extent. <laughs> because um, one of the I other things... fan the flames. Actually. Well, no, you do. You try and... Um, because as a freelancer, you know, you're supposed to be really good at Photoshop. You're supposed to be a top graphic designer. You're supposed to be a top person in jQuery. You're supposed to be a top coder in PHP. You're supposed to know SEO. You're supposed to know social media. You're supposed to know online marketing. And you're supposed to be a business consultant and also a psychotherapist, all rolled up in one, aren't you? Um, and then you have um, the WordPress and web design media, Smashing Magazine, and they're very agency-orientated. So it's all about the, 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 a website 
that cost from fifty to a hundred thousand and probably took half a year to do is the example that everybody should do. Um, and you get a client that shows you a site that you know cost over fifty thousand. They say, "Well, can you do that for a thousand? So you're one of the few individuals that I think tries to talk some, tries to bring this down to earth again so do you think i've been a bit jaded or do you think there's some element of truth in what i've just stated no i agree with you wholeheartedly but that's the point is that i've witnessed in my 48 years at least one or two occasions where you see something becoming a verb and before you know it it's a verb and i mean a verb in popular culture so in contemporary times for example um text messaging, right? That was something that happened maybe, that's the granddaddy of recent verbs. But there was a time when you would say, I'll call you. And then people would say, I'll send you a text. And most people would look at you, what, what, what? What is, I don't even, what does that mean? I don't even have a thing that'll let me get what you're gonna do to me. But now, who doesn't know? Your grandmother knows if she's alive. I'm gonna text you, grandma. All right, same thing with, I wanna find out. I'll Google you, right? Or I'll, I'll send a tweet, I'll poke you on Facebook. Well, with WordPress, the tools and such are that there's a, a wave that is coming where mainstream people will understand the, require, the requirement of themselves to have their presence online organized, whether it be their personal name or their business or whatever, because if they don't, then everybody around them has the advantage that they are missing. And at that point, it's not so important that the tools are unique. It's important that they've got access to somebody in their neighborhood. So with WordPress being, I think, almost 30% of all websites on the internet, I feel very strongly it is the ubiquitous solution that every single person will know of. And whatever the verb may be, it will be something like, you know, what's your something online? And that will be a solution based on WordPress. In our case, for example, we're really seeing success now with Video Membership Kit, which is, you know, we sell at videomembershipkit.com. That's a prepackaged solution for freelance web designers to go out to anybody who has content that they sell now personally and put it online, like yoga instructors, for example. And that's the thing. They know they can make money in their yoga studio, but they just don't know yet what the verb is to describe, well, I can have my classes selling at night to people that can't come into the studio or to friends of theirs that don't even live in the neighborhood. How do I do that? What's the name of it? Who do I search for to make that happen? Just like a couple you know, years ago when he said, I'm going to tweet you something, it didn't mean anything. Jonathan, I want to break in for a second. Hey, Spence, I really liked what you said about WordPress being sort of that next evolution. And I've been thinking about this quite a bit, and I've mentioned it a couple of times. I don't think people grasp what I'm trying to say. But you know how Facebook is sort of That's like... That's not surprising, Bill. See, I think too deep and too far ahead. I'm going to slap him. Wait, wait a second. I just slapped you, him. You guys are like Jason and Jonathan over at texting. I love to slap him once in a while. I'll, I'll be wanting to slap him for a long time, Spencer. Yeah, anyway, going back to the conversation, but... I do believe that WordPress could be something like, now don't get this confused, but something like Facebook. I your part Wait a second. But fa- wait a second. <laughs> Facebook, because you just said it, you can organize your systems and processes and you can make WordPress whatever you want to make it. The problem is there's like, a, like you said earlier, there's a lot of plugins. One plugin can destroy your site and you have to understand how to use it, work it. It's, it's getting easier. 
I mean, even I can use WordPress to some extent. But uh, could you go into more detail of how that transition is going to occur where more and more people will start using WordPress to manage their own little niche and area? And then that's on the personal side. The next level is where you are, which is the business side, which is a small micro entrepreneur type business with a photographer or whoever it might be. It could even be a painting company. So yeah, could you I mean, go more into detail there? Now I'll, I'll butt out. That's the last conversation I'll, I'll butt into until the end when we summarize everything yeah. up. Well, I'm absolutely happy to do this. And by the way, I know I can say pause. If I have to pause, it's only because I'm enjoying the conversation, but I have a guy who's going to be coming maybe in a minute to start installing some glass in my office. So if that happens, I'll pause so that we don't have a noise interruption. Yeah, sure. The actual answer, though, is that I think that what's happened is you've got marketplace situations that occur due to technological advances and due to mainstream culture exposing normal people to something that becomes yeah, a Yeah, Spencer, could you put that in? Uh, okay, let me can, simplify can you, that. Can you put that into English, Spencer? I understand uh, what he's In other words, <laughs> you have a situation where until your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa know what something is, it's still a little cutting edge. Yeah. And then one day it becomes something that everybody and their grandma knows about. And in the process of that happening, there's a requirement for people to start building accessories to simplify how those things work. So for example, um, we were talking about texting, right? So first you needed people to have phones that could text and then they tried to, you know, kill everybody. They still do like how much it costs to send a text, which was ridiculous and still is. Then it became a selling point for phone companies and for service providers to say, well, texts are free or unlimited texting. At some point, everybody and their grandma had a phone with unlimited texts. That's the transition point where you say, aha, now what can be done here since everybody now has a device and has unlimited texting? And in the same way, WordPress is like the undeniable leader, but maybe soon will be the undeniable winner of who is the CMS of choice for anybody who wants an online presence. And you can argue Joomla and Drupal till you're blue in the face, but ironically, unless you're on a WordPress site, you really don't know the joy of how much can be done. When that war is over, it's kind of like Betamax and VHS. When the war is over, now all of the decisions that you can make as the end user of the site or all of the decisions you can make as a person who provides something to that ecosystem yeah, are I've, easy. Yeah, you know. I think, I think um, to get a bit techy though, I think it was with version 3.0 and 3.1 when custom post types were introduced. And also, the um, I think before that, I think it was 2.9 um, when they sorted out the menu system. I think it was Woo Themes that first did it, and then they, and also the widgetization, which is the wizardization system as well. I think these these areas, when they were sorted out, that's when WordPress really started to build uh, momentum. But um, one thing I, I wanted to ask you: What's your? Um, I think another area, especially with freelancers and. Um, is that you know there is a tendency to go to um, theme forest get a theme I, I I've done it and I think I think what you try and put forward is you provide some basic themes in your course or they you suggest that you have a basic kind of toolkit of themes 
that you know the quality of the code and you're used you're used to manipulating so i I actually think that's a better approach so what i was going to ask you what's your feeling around frameworks like genesis um and other similar frameworks what's your position on those and that yeah it's interesting because when i started doing the wordpress uh, solution stuff (laughs) after coming from a closed platform I started working with a lot of the Woo themes, which I still enjoy, and elegant themes and such. And I had literally child themes and other solutions across maybe 20, 30, 40 different varieties. And it was kind of like selling Dell laptops versus selling Apple laptops. What I realized is that it's very difficult to have continuity in what you teach people if, in addition to WordPress versions changing in the videos, that you have each and every video with a different potential theme or framework. So. Simple answer is I'm agnostic as far as people choosing to use this framework or another framework. But in general, I do have strong feelings that, A, I think that people should learn the concepts of basic WordPress theming and architecture. And I'm not talking about, well, this is an esoteric question, but there's two different types of of, of, of philosophies. There's the real way. And then there's the custom way. The real way is what most of WordPress themes use and what I think the intention was, is that you use a parent theme, child themes, and you use markup changes in the child theme to instigate most of your design work. The alternate way, which was, in my opinion, started by Chris Pearson over uh, at Thesis, was to use functions to modify the core yeah, markup. Yeah, and, and yeah. Geni- I'm going to vomit now, Spencer. Yeah, well, and Genesis is a spinoff of that. Now, I have no problems with Genesis, <laughs> yeah, and I, I love what they're doing. And, you know, it's a, it's a Chicago-based company, too. But when I go to teach people, this is Betamax VHS, Betamax VHS. I teach people how to do functions and how to create modifications with functions. But as a design philosophy, I find it very difficult to really justify that for especially a beginner designer or even an advanced one that it's not more simple and more obvious to just say hey put the structural changes into the child theme templates and then you can see patently obvious just looking at the directory structure what you've modified oh and then- I, i'm so happy you've said this spencer because it it's well it's nice to have you know I totally agree with it. And I'm going to have to take Brian Gardner out for coffee, you know, now, because he's around the neighborhood from me, but uh, I'll have to take him out for coffee. But they've done a very good job compared to, I think, let's say where Thesis is is today. (laughs) Genesis has evolved with the community and become a very strong and and friendly force for that technique. Uh, it's not to put down anything to do with thesis. It's amazing, but it's its position itself is a sort of elite high tech solution, whereas Genesis is more of a everyday person solution using that technique. Yet the technique itself, in my strong opinion, is not as easy or as accessible as just hey, why can't we stick with doing it the way every single other WordPress theme does it, which is you know child yeah. theme. Well, I really partner. like Genesis in a way, but I've just refused to go down that route because. Um, because of the things you've just expressed. And I really like Studio Press and I like the owner and I like the company and I think it's a very reputable company and I wish them well, but I just, it, uh, for the things you you expressed, the, 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 it's the reason why. I, I, I've been looking at Fandu because I, I need to 
um, speed up my responsive design output. So I've been looking at foundation. Um, but the other thing, what's your, another quick question, what's your position on SAS and NAS? Because I just want to quickly say what my position is. I, I think they're really great technologies. And if you're really dealing with a massive corporate website or a, web, uh, a truly custom, e enormous e-commerce site, a big project, less or SAS probably helps. But I think it gained popularity and it increased uh, increases complexion because it because it became a a, tr a trend. A tra uh, some of the big hitters in the web design industry started using it, and everybody thought they had to pull in. Do you think there's any truth in what I'm saying? I do, but it's a funny thing because. Um, I was reading an article from Medium today that uh, the Buffer web designer was talking about things he's doing to op optimize Buffer. Now, you know, Buffer has, I think, a three and a half, four million dollar run rate a year. So when he's saying this, he's not just sort of one of these tinkering in my garage guys. He's got a legitimate business that he's trying to save 10 kilobytes of CSS is a big deal when you're optimizing a site for that many people to use. But what I find is that a lot of people get really turned on by, I call it uh, jargon porn, uh, <laughs> with all these, right, with all these new services and techniques. And hey, I used Lint and I, uh, yeah. sent, it th I sent it through Grunt. And, and then I, so this I, and that. Okay, it's like, wow, where do I get some of that? That sounds sexy. Um, I take the philosophy, it's good, it's all great, it makes it more interesting. But keep yourself at the beginning stages and even at the building your business stages. On the fundamentals, remember I started when we were talking about the 80-20, 80% uh, of your income can come from 20% of the stuff on WordPress and throughout the design community tool set. And I even show people how to use free tools. So I tell people to abandon your Photoshop in favor of Pixlr or abandon InDesign in favor of doing something online. Or I, I literally do a quick tip every day that's another free tool. And so the same is true with these SaaS and get and less and everything else with mix-ins. Yes, if you're an expert and you really want to squeeze a little more performance, you can do that and then you can minimize your CSS and you can spit it back out through a CDN that yada, yada, yada. But boy, oh boy, if you're not a ballerina that can play guitar while dancing on top of a hot air balloon, this is going to blow your mind to try to do that stuff. So just stick with a child theme with a custom CSS file. How about just that? Because well, properly annotated and with comments. Yeah, ninety-nine, <laughs> right? Ninety-nine point nine percent of your users will not leave you for the extra one second of time it takes, and for you to go back and edit raw CSS, even non-minimized. My goodness, of course, is so much easier than you're going to literally like reverse track some mix-ins and have to have your you know compiler on your desktop. I mean, my goodness. Nobody knows how to do that stuff. It's, no, no. Just Jonathan, we have about ten minutes yeah. left. And by the way, I use Genesis. Right. Blah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, but, but I, I want to just clarify the point because I don't want to be labeled a pariah here. Chris Pearson set the groundwork and was very. I respect him because I had a similar feeling of being an outcast when I had the controversy with the clients at Ning, and I was outspoken against what I felt was wrong on their part. You know, they made me a pariah. They shut down the company, but that led to good things. Chris had that thing with the open source where he got into a battle early on with, you know, with automatic and particularly even Matt. 
But ultimately, he stuck his ground and he built himself a great business that is a niche. Genesis does it differently. Neither one of them are doing anything wrong. I admire both of them. They're hugely successful. But I just feel that when people get confused about it's Betamax VHS, like I want to buy a bunch of videotapes, if you guys remember that far back, to put into my library. Do I have to buy two different tapes for every movie now? I mean, that's the problem of having a different system of building customization. Oh, I think... It's just a difficult one because if you get used to the um, the actions and filters of Genesis, and you and you read up the the documentation, I've read a little bit of it, and like I say, I'm not a top PHP. I just done it because as a web design developer, you had to learn a bit more PHP. It's just yeah. you know, just you just had to do it if you wanted to make still make a living. So I looked at it and I thought to myself. Um, I just don't really want to go down this route, and it wasn't in my heart. It's not because, but I think it's a fantastic framework, and I think if you want, you know, um, there's a there's a really respected design house in Sacramento, that's about three hours drive from Reno, the Bourne, um, Bourne Creative. They're well known. You probably, I don't know if you know them, but um, that they they do a lot of outreach in the WordPress community. And um, both principals have totally built up their business based on doing Genesis custom design. Yeah. Um, but it just isn't, I, I just can't do it. Um, and so I think we, I think the other thing is, uh, I think I want to ask you this question because I think you're, you're going to like it, hopefully. Um, and I think it'd be interesting is that I think a lot of also uh, you get some clients that think they're going to go to ODEC or Elancer and they're going to find somebody that's going to knock their website up for like $4 an hour. And, you know, it's a free enterprise society. And if they want to go and do that, they might be lucky. They might have a lucky experience. But I think if they're a small, medium business and they've got a bu- some realistic budget, they, you know, they've got two choices, two wise choices. Either they go to a reasonably independent freelancer that lives in their city, in their area, that's got a couple of years under their belt and looks like they're going to still be there in two years' time. Or they, they, or they should go to a small medium agency, but accept that they're going to be charged a bit more because agencies got increased costs. But what the business owner should really think about is that if they get busy, they don't want to become a web designer, developer. They should concentrate on what's making them money. Um, and I don't think a lot of people think that way. What, what's your reaction to what I've just said, Spence? Well, the whole point is that it's this gigantic ecosystem. And what I teach in our three-day boot camp is a lot of people get lost in design school or by advice they've read or heard that says, you know, be like the old man in the sea. Go out in your rowboat with a bottle of water and, you know, a sandwich and then hope to catch this gigantic fish someday. And that's a mistake. We teach you, no, go find one little niche problem area in WordPress, and there's already a concentration of people. It could be very esoteric. I mean, it could be Gravity Forms, or it could be BuddyPress. But pick that niche, and there's such a huge number of people, 79, 80 million people using WordPress, that you'll have an unlimited number of clients and income. 
but it's just not the nature of most people to think that way. They, they I want to be the next Facebook, and they go out in their rowboat in the huge ocean, and they keep dropping the line, and nothing bites. Versus going to the fisherman's dude ranch, where you know there's ten thousand trout locked into a, a swimming pool that you could just drop a hook with no bait on it, and they would have ten fish fighting for it. That's the thing that I think most designers make a mistake on is thinking. I have to be some bigger, greater thing, even from day one. And I teach them, no, let's work on you getting 300 bucks this weekend doing something that sounds so ridiculously easy, you're going to laugh about it, but that people are really ready to pay you money for today. I, I, I obviously, um, I could probably learn something from your course myself, but um, I, do, I do recommend your course to people because I, I think... I like your teaching. You keep it fun, but um, I've seen I've seen what you say and your skill level, and I think you teach things in a fun, and you've got the technical ability, um, but you don't go over the top because there's some training course, online training courses, and <laughs> I um, no no names, please. No, I won't. Um, but I think myself, you, you've lost me. You lost me in the first 10 minutes. God knows how somebody that's got no background in it at all, how they're going to cope with this. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, and you've never true. done that. You've always been consistently fun, but you, you put in enough content so people get value. So I, I do highly recommend your course to people. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, li- I like to say that I'm like uh... – I visualize myself as the Rosetta Stone <laughs> between freelance people and customers because ultimately, or even just between freelancers and developers, because ultimately I need for myself to learn how stuff works and then I spit it back out in my own version of how I thought it worked, which in some cases can be more accessible or more fun. And I learned that from being in business with an incredibly talented technical partner in Widget Laboratory who we had tons of fun on the side, but ultimately not everybody has that ability, right? You don't have a developer friend that you can just joke with and play games with all the time while you're making money. You have to decide what, what do I need to actually start making money today? And I'm all by myself. And I try to be that guy like my partner was to me. Uh, I just got one, one last question. Um, in let's say, let's take a year's period, which is a, it's like, like a cat and it? it's like seven years of a cat's life but um this to take a year um what do you see the web do, what do you foresee as maybe coming up in the next year um that might be affect web design wordpress development in general in a year's time unquestionably it's the number of people that have yet to get uh, internet devices will be getting internet devices. Usually they'll be in the mobile phone format. So they say there's something like uh, 2.8 billion people right now who have access to the internet and there's seven and a half billion people on the planet at the moment. So when you extrapolate that downwards, once you start putting Chromebooks and uh, mobile text capable devices in their hand, now somebody has to service those people that want to access this unbelievably large number of virgin potential customers, literally. And I think that's part of it, like we were just talking about earlier, when you have this wave of momentum and then something becomes a verb. And the second part is in the WordPress thing, I, I think I see it like the, the Betamax VHS metaphor. At one point, 
Betamax lost and VHS won, and that was it. Blockbuster stopped, if you guys remember that, stopped selling or renting anything other than VHS, and everybody was happy. And once this sort of idea that WordPress is this esoteric thing that you have to know about, and it becomes just mainstream, now everybody just knows, hey, I have a site. It's going to be on WordPress. Who's going to give me the tchotchkes that do what I want on WordPress ready to consume? So I think that diversifying into all these little niche solutions is going to be a way for freelancers to make money without arguing over, you know, what's the theme framework and what's the plugin and what's the security. It's all going to be just figured out and unified so that we can focus on, okay, billions of people, here's the framework. Everybody go and take a chair, you know, figure out who's sitting in it. And that's it. All right, Ed Spence, um, I really enjoyed the interview. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're a character, Spence. I love you, mate. Well, thank uh, you, Spencer. Bill, too. Oh, listen, Bill, it was great to talk to you guys. Uh, um, just one quick thing, Spence. Um, I'm doing a startup. Um, is there any chance maybe next week I, I could show you it and get a little bit of feedback about it from you? You can always send me an email. Just send it to uh, you know Spencer Spencerformer.com or help at labsecrets.com. One of those emails we talked about. Yeah, I'll give him a compliment. Uh, His graphics aren't bad. Um, it, I just want to go <laughs> through it, and I was looking at maybe hiring you for some consultancy. Uh, are you still doing that? I do uh, selectively, but you know, I always tell people you've heard the training. I I offer myself in either 75 bucks per quarter hour or you know some people take me for an afternoon or a day as of late I'm one of those guys that does what he preaches so as my time has been taken up by let's say the success of uh, more clients or customers at the 1WDTV I do it more selectively but if it's interesting and you have a budget for a little time absolutely so uh, I'll email you and maybe I can show you the product for half 15 minutes half an hour go through everything and then we can discuss to see if we want to continue. How does that sound? Sounds great. And your timing's perfect. I'm going to cut you guys off because my glass man. And oh, he's arrived. All saved. Right, saved by the glass guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks, Cheers, man. guys. It's a pleasure. Send me a link with words and follow me up. That'd be wonderful. For those who would like to listen to more Spencer Foreman, you can go over to timelinesofsuccess.com and listen to his timeline, which episode 61.